0: So, topic of our dhammatangkhetna today is impermanence, anicca or anicata in the Pali scriptural language. Now, with regard to this uh, particular topic, one can make some general remarks about sudden uh, impermanence uh, yet there are many details that uh, also uh, are worth or many details that are occurring and worth mentioning so what we shall do is today and take a real close look at various aspects that are connected with impermanence both from a scriptural point of view as well as practical point of view now first of the pali term for impermanence is anicca or We have the Pali word A and Nietzsche, so when we combine, and Nietzsche meaning permanent and the prefix A is a negation of uh, that so non-permanent, in other words, impermanent. The term impermanence or the characteristic of impermanence signifies the nature of not being permanent of not being everlasting of originating and dissolving of wasting away of decaying and undergoing transformation and many other aspects are there. Arising is the beginning of impermanence, decay is its middle and dissolution is its end. This characteristic of impermanence is common to all formations comprised in the five aggregates that make up our empirical personality, namely material form, feeling, perception, mental formations, and consciousness. Now, these five aggregates are designated formations because they originate from a combination of conditions. In this regard, we have to distinguish between the thing that is impermanent and the characteristic of impermanence. So in line with the third volume of the Samyutta Nikaya, namely section 195, it's the formations that are impermanent, namely the five aggregates themselves. So the Buddha is asking, what is impermanent? And Satya the answer to this question he then gives us the five categories, namely the five aggregates, the five khandas are impermanent. In what sense are in what sense certainly impermanent, namely impermanent in the sense of rise and fall, udya Weya in the Pali the scriptural language. So, ultimately, all conditioned formations are uh, impermanent, as the Buddha uh, states. Now, in our meditation, our meditation practice can be seen in one way as a gradual discovery of impermanence in you know, formations. And so gradually discovering that not only the rising falling movement of the abdomen or you know, some physical you know, pain are impermanent, but there's so many other objects that are also impermanent. So, a pleasant feeling will not last forever. Fortunately, an unpleasant feeling is also not lasting forever, and those neutral feelings too, having arisen sooner or later, they pass away. Now, even perception which is a particular mental factor, and satna also uh, forms one of the aggregates, one of satna the khandhas even that perception itself is not permanent. Now, when it comes satna to the volitional formations, namely Sankara Kanda in the Pani scriptural language. So a great variety of mental, uh, mental factors, those two the Buddha states are impermanent. So at times we might witness the very arising of the mental factor of calmness and suddenly then and suddenly clearly see how it is unfolding then while the calmness is going on we might see how the calmness undergoes changes, at times intensifies, at other times uh, de-intensifies, at times is briefly gone, let's say, to make a place to restlessness, then the calmness is back, and eventually the calmness, the mental factor of calmness, then subsides. The same thing uh, could be said of any of the hindrances and all those other predominant mental factors. Even consciousness, the Buddha declares, is not permanent, as we at first would like to think, but upon close observation in our meditation practice, can be discovered to be impermanent. No. The inherent nature of not remaining permanent, of undergoing change or transformation, this is the characteristic of impermanence. Now, various definitions have been proposed for uh, Anicca, for you know, the impermanence. For instance, the Studi Magga, in its 14th chapter, paragraph 69, states the following Impermanence of matter has the characteristic of complete. Breaking up. Its function is to make matter, uh, to make material instances subside. It's manifest. It is manifested as destruction and fall. Its proximate cause is matter that is completely breaking up. Now, in order to better understand impermanence, we can take a closer look around uh, or at the world around us. So, if you think of the weather yesterday, it was sunny, it was warm it was pleasant. And 12 hours later, 12, 14, 16 hours suddenly later, the sunshine uh, is gone and it's suddenly distinctly cooler and suddenly it even rained. So so much sudden for that pleasant weather from yesterday. Shortly before this sudden retreat started, the trees and plants around here were still affected by the winter, recovered from the winter, and only maybe one or two weeks prior to the retreat, as the lo- as some locals have stated, did uh, the leaves uh, start suddenly uh, growing, and at the time when this sudden retreat started, everything around here, all the trees and bushes, were uh, in it uh, or, or displayed a lush green color. Now, when the fall comes, then what happens to those leaves? They might not be that green anymore. And in the course of the following, in the course of the months, many of those leaves will fall to the ground and decompose. Or if you think of a flower, let us say a rose, so a bud appears. At the end of a branch and gradually blossoms forth into a beautiful fragrant flower. Then, after it has matured, it withers away, falls to the ground, and decomposes. Now, We don't have to go too far to see this ever ongoing changes all we need to do to look at our own lives if you think of your very existence present existence the way your body manifests or is manifested now. And Satna the mind, is this exactly the same as it was when you were born? Obviously not. And so huge changes have occurred over the years. Changes from Uh, turning from a newborn or from a fetus into a newborn baby, from a newborn baby into, well, a boy or a girl. Then suddenly gradually learns to walk and speak and do things. And then uh, the time comes for kindergarten, for nursery. And uh, after this, followed by kindergarten, and then primary school, and middle school, high school, and uh, tertiary uh, education. And then finally, uh, getting a job, getting married, and uh, and then meditating. (laughs) (laughs) But, does the meditation practice stop this process of Anicca? Does it? Not at all. No, we may greatly dislike cutting growing older, but there is just no way to turn it back. However, a very careful investigation into the true nature of formations will help us to see the transient nature of formations time and again to a point that eventually we can accept it really deeply and not fight with it anymore. now, if you think of a mental event, a thought pops into or pops up in the mind and then mm, it could very well be that within a couple of seconds or maybe or uh, a minute or so, you know, that sudden same thought or thoughts, uh, 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 s- a train of thoughts eventually comes to an end. And then it just doesn't exist anymore. And then maybe another thought uh, comes up. So impermanence is uh, is something that suddenly we can experience every day in the world around us, but also in the world within ourselves. Now, as it is happening within ourselves, it will so too, it will also happen in others. Now, unfortunately, human beings have this ability to relate to formations as permanent. Now, think of a brand new car, you've just went to some car dealer You've put plenty of money on the counter and so you drive off in an expensive car. Now you hope that car, or you assume that the car will be in this new condition for many years to come. And suddenly here you happily drive your car into the next intersection and suddenly then the traffic line turns suddenly red and unfortunately someone some other car follows behind you has maybe a problem with the that car has a problem with the brakes and your car is not new anymore so, but uh, that certainly might certainly lead a great sense of, what, satisfaction? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not, <laughs> yeah, but certainly to a great certainly disappointment. No, the disappointment and it can be partly explained by the fact that the assumption was that this new car is going to last, or that its new condition is going to last for years on end. And so within just a few miles, all of that is gone. Now, if our proud, certain car owner would have meditated just a little bit, yeah, then he or she would certainly maybe make peace with the situation quite and uh, easily. Now, I'm telling this certainly in a somewhat certainly a joking yeah, manner, but if you think of a child, now most children assume that their parents are permanent assume that their parents will be around for many years to come and when then sooner or later the parents break up for this or that certain reason it might come as a big shock to the child that, prev- unknowingly, obviously, assumed the permanence of Fudna his or her parents. And that certainly may create a lot of Fudna's suffering in the child. Now, we have fitness certain life fitness situations, and suddenly they've been quite stable for a while, and suddenly then sooner or not later some, something unforeseen happens, and suddenly and then anxiety might arise, or stress might arise. So the mind has suddenly uh, this tendency to want to see formations as sudden uh, permanent rather than as sudden uh, being impermanent. Now in order to explore the true nature of Futna formations, uh, we need to undertake a few steps. We need to stabilize Satna, the mind, and Satna. This Satna then can be done by uh, taking precepts, living according to the precepts, and Satna then observing objects as they arise in the body and in the mind, and then through. Overcoming the hindrances, the mind becomes sudden, more and concentrated. so it is through mindfulness practice and you know, the resulting. Of wisdom, intuitive wisdom, that something we are likely to gain a better understanding of impermanence. Now, when the emphasis of the exploration is on uh, impermanence, and one investigates this aspect time and again, and then it is known as Anicca Nupasana, namely the contemplation of impermanence. So the repetition element is an important element not to just see impermanence of one single object and then uh, boldly uh, stating that one has suddenly fully understood, but rather uh, to see impermanence time and again with a great variety of physical and mental formations in the sitting practice, in the walking practice, during the general activities. Now, during the earlier phase of our meditation practice, as retreatants, we're likely to see the specific characteristics of formations. So, when one sensation, one particular sensation comes up, we Uh, then observe it and know it to be hardness. Some other sensation comes up and uh, carefully observe it. We label it, we observe it. And uh, we come to know it uh, to be, let's say, tightness, a sensation of tightness and so on and so forth. Now, during the initial phase of our mindfulness practice, we are likely to see the middle portion mostly, the middle portion of a predominant object. So, in the case of the rising movement and falling movement of the abdomen, it would be the middle of the the middle portion of the rising movement, the middle portion of the falling movement that sticks out. Not all the time, but most of the time. Now, during those early days of a retreat, retreatant is then likely to sooner or later discover that there are only physical and mental phenomena occurring and sudden nothing apart from them. Now, with a further investigation of what is truly happening, a retreatant might suddenly then uh, come to discover for herself or himself how one of those physical phenomena comes arises, and. Or, or might suddenly see certain conditions that then lead to the arising of a particular uh, sensation, physical sensation, or a retreat in mind suddenly see how. Uh, 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 certain mental uh, one, uh, uh, one mental condition or uh, several mental conditions uh, uh, might be there and suddenly they then bring about suddenly the arising of some uh, just as an example, physical uh, phenomenon and other relationships are uh, there. Now, during that phase of you know, the practice, a retreatant is likely to experience not just that near the middle of formations, but also you know, the ending of formations. So, middle and ending. Now, with even further uh, practice, one and uh, then comes to discern that formations arise, decay, or in other words, undergo changes, and then pass away. So applied to the rising and falling movement of the abdomen, it means that a retreatant sees the entire process, namely its very rising, its beginning, its middle portion or decay or occurrence, and satna then a retreatant will also see the ending, the passing away of that particular object. Now, during the early days of practice, one at first might suddenly see one rising movement of the abdomen as one continuous movement. However, a more her full exploration of what is really going on will soon then reveal that it's not one continuous movement, but rather uh, it's a segmented movement that consists of smaller you know, rising movements. The same thing goes for the falling movement of foot near the abdomen or any other predominant object. Now When a retreatant sees that each object has a beginning phase, has a middle phase, so a phase of occurrence or decay, and has an ending phase. With that, he or she then understands in a direct manner the so-called sankata lakana, namely the conditioned characteristic. Then all formations are conditioned by having a beginning or a genesis, then a decay or occurrence period, and suddenly then a clear-cut ending. So it's the continuity that of formations, continuity of one rising movement, continuity of one falling movement that covers up the aspect of impermanence. In the case of pain, we have this continuity as a compact mass of pain but then when deeply going into it one uh, sooner or later discovers that it's not all that compact and not all that continuous Now, when a retreatant discovers that physical and mental formations are connected by cause and effect, then that helps Sutton to, um, at least temporarily, eclipse the notion of a self. Now when one you know, then sees objects as arising, undergoing changes and certainly you know, then eventually you know, passing away, you know, then with this it becomes pretty obvious that those physical as well as mental formations are you know, impermanent and for sure not permanent. So at that point this wrongful perception of formations as being permanent then I think it's at least temporarily abandoned or weakened now this has to be seen many uh, times to uh, really deeply sink into the mind Now, around the self, the assumption usually is one of permanence. So the self is seen as a permanent, lasting entity. Now when a retreatant discovers for himself or herself that feelings are not permanent, at this retreat, and is a feeling person who you know, will you know, decide according to his or her feelings, and then this might come as a, a disappointment. Or if you know, one identifies Satna you know, with you know, the body, and Satna uh, takes this Satna uh, to be uh, permanent, and Satna uh, then discovers how material formations keep uh, uh, changing all the time, uh, then uh, this again is Satna uh, undermining the notion of a permanent Satna uh, self. If uh, for instance, one identifies with one's intellect and then maybe suffers from some illness and loses some of one's certain intellectual capacities. Well, with this, again, the notion of a self... That identifies with the intellect that um, then gets satna undermined. Now, when we treat and time and again sees formations as arising and satna then. Um, changing for a bit and then uh, disappearing then and suddenly arising and uh, decaying and then disappearing in the present time by inferential knowledge one uh, can uh, assume that the same thing will have or was the case in the past and the same thing will also likely be the case in the future. So, based on, on the current experience, one assumes mm, mm, the same process to take place in the past and future. Now, whenever a retreat and seize all conditioned physical as well as mental formations, as arising, undergoing changes, and suddenly ending. With this, he or she experiences what is known as Samanya Lakana, namely the general characteristic of formations. All formations have this general or, or universal quality, all conditioned formations have this general or universal characteristic of being impermanent. Now, There's one exception, namely if we go by the term Dhamma and the term Dhamma includes Nibbana, then it would not be correct to say that all Dhammas are impermanent because uh, Nibbana is permanent. It is said to be Dhuva. Namely, the lasting. However, Nibbana is not considered to be a conditioned phenomenon. Now, having experienced for oneself in a really clear-cut manner how a great variety of objects uh, arise, undergo changes, and uh, then uh, disappear, Mm, the notion of impermanence becomes certain more or one becomes more familiar with it. However, when a retreat in then experiences, as explained in two earlier Dhamma talks, you know, the imperfections of insight. And some of those imperfections are lasting for a longer period of time. So let's say joy is lasting for two or three days, and calmness for another five days. You then the notion of impermanence gets suddenly weakened again, or the understanding of it uh, gets weakened again. Now, this, however, will not last for too long because suddenly things move on and retreat, is suddenly then likely to experience what? The hindrances, sooner or later, they will come up. Uh, 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 Dukha? Yes, okay. Hmm? Faith. Faith. Change. A change. A person will experience change. Well, Bill, you're right. A person will experience sudden change, namely in the form of experiencing formations as Quickly, rapidly, arising and passing away. There you go. And suddenly, so, when that happens, a retreatant is, or will be, then experiencing another aspect related to impermanence. So this is a further uh, or a mature, more matured form of impermanence. So in this case, the middle you know, the stage, the middle phase of objects, is hardly available you know, to our awareness and uh, and that knowledge. Uh, however, the emphasis is on the the arising of objects, as well as suddenly the ending or passing away of certain objects. So this then clearly differs from the earlier experience of, uh, of uh, witnessing how, and relatively gradually, slowly an object would arise, one would have plenty of time to observe it. How that object would then go, undergo changes. One would have plenty of time to observe those changes, and sub- then uh, one would f- also have plenty of time to observe an uh, object, and at least in, the, uh, for, in most cases. Now, things change, and as retreating becomes more and more skilled, the flow of events speeds up, the objects to be observed speed up, as well as the observing and knowing mind. So the mind clearly becomes sharper and uh, swifter. And so, you know, without much you know, aiming, it will fall onto the respective object and clearly know its nature. So with that satna, you know, then, time and again, seeing formations as arising, and you know, the next satna you know, moment or two, you know, disappearing, you know, with this the aspect of the impermanence becomes even more uh, 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 highlighted in the mind of a retreatant. Now, there's certain consequences or uh, implications that we need to be aware of when a retreatant sees an object as having arisen as sudden then not disappearing, with this the so-called wrongful view of eternity gets uh, um, well gets dispelled. By seeing formations arise and then to be dissolve or to uh, then pass away, so by seeing formations arising, a different, unwholesome or wrong uh, view gets dispelled, namely the so-called annihilation view, the belief that sudden formations, uh, uh, that everything will uh, will end, everything will be annihilated. So, by experiencing this fast or rapid arising passing wave formations, certain mm, two mm, very specific wrongful views clearly uh, get uh, 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 weakened now. Quite naturally, the practice will move on, and the focus of Fatna, the investigation, naturally will fall onto some other aspect, further aspect, and in this case, it's going to be the ending or the dissolution of formations. Now, practically speaking, a retreatant might find herself or himself uh, focusing and um, observing and knowing many times the ending of formations, the disintegration of formations. Now, this happens quite suddenly, naturally. Now, usually what happens is that formations that earlier on were perceived to be very, very or clear, or even very clear, now become vague, or fuzzy, or foggy, or blurred, or out of focus and suddenly gradually those endings become more predominant. So typically a retreatant might then experience how an object is there and suddenly then also see its ending. But the arising part, the genesis part of an object of such an object, then, in most cases, is not available or is not that distinct. The mind is just not focusing uh, on it, not inclining in that direction. Now, when that happens, sooner or later, retreatants might suddenly report how. The shape or form or contour of the object is partially gone or totally gone. Retreatant might further notice how formations that previously were easy to locate, so to assume, to assign a certain location to. that is no longer possible. So a sensation is there, but one can't attribute a clear location to it. Now then, one might experience formations as ending or disappearing in many different ways. Could you think of some ways? What's that? Evaporating. Yes, evaporating. Exploding. Exploding. Yes, certainly, indeed. What else? Resolving. Dissolving. Objects might be dissolving. What else? Just Tapering off. off. That is correct. Vanish. Vanishing. Fading away. Melting away. Crumbling. Mm-hmm. Breaking up into breaking up or breaking apart. Retreatant uh, has certainly uh, just uh, recently reported the breaking up of solidity. There could be a subsiding of a sensation, and suddenly uh, there could even, uh, one might even see the brittleness of formations the vendor the paṇi term for it, yeah, this is Papangu and the venerable Sai pandita yeah, of burma has explained yeah, this as an easy and quick yeah, dissolution of objects now typically when yeah, formations co-, yeah, possess this quality or are experienced in yeah, this certain way yeah, then and while observing an object, in the very presence of one's uh, n- n- focused attention, the object suddenly uh, crumbles and falls, uh, n- falls apart. So it's kind of like uh, when you have n- a heap of ash on n- n- on a table or on the ground. And looking at it from a distance, it looks pretty solid. But if you touch it with a needle or a smaller nail, then it will disperse into hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, ash particles. So it will disperse into many particles. And that suddenly then. Uh, would be an illustration for uh, this brittleness. Now, there's yet another form of Fadne ending that has not been mentioned so far. Do all objects slowly fade away? Mm -hmm. Not. Some do. some do disappear rather quickly, if not instantly. So, an object is suddenly, an object is there, and suddenly the next moment it ceases. Or it could even be that a particular object is there. Let's say in the rising movement there's some hardness. The focus of the attention is on the hardness, and a retreater then experiences it and witnesses the very seizing, the very cessation of that hardness. Then for a few moments the hardness is gone, the rising movement continues, and, and then hardness is back. One observes it really carefully and one sees another seizing of it, and like this several times. So it's kind of like chopping vegetables. (laughs) Now, sometimes this dissolution of formations can be so fast that it has been compared to lightning lightning strikes and because it happens so quickly usually we don't see we don't clearly see its beginning but suddenly only maybe its middle portion and suddenly ending portion In the case of in the case of you know, the Buddha he has um, uh, given the following illustration for you know, seeing the ending of formations, namely mm, mm, he speaks of uh, um rain drops falling to the ground, you know, then over time you know, forming a puddle, and then another raindrop falls onto it, and suddenly then forms a bubble, and that bubble then uh, pops. And so formations are like those sudden bubbles that keep popping one after another. No, one is not going to experience certain things like this right away. But if one keeps at it, then sooner or later it's likely to happen. Now, when a retreatant sees formations as ending or passing away in different ways, mainly on, and on many occasions, and one sees the lack of solidity there. So where previously our internal world was all solid, our perceptions were all solid, and now they are not, then this oftentimes uh, will lead to an internal shakiness. Now, when a retreatant sees this lack of solidity, sees the dissolution of formations, he or she might also realize that there is a refuge or not? Is there in, in, in the formations, is there any place that has a solid core? Lisa, not at all so with that then comes the realization there is no refuge and there could certainly further be upon continuously seeing the dissolution of formations a sense of insubstantiality and that then might not uh, at first might not be a very pleasant understanding now if previously Joy would come up in the mind and last for a while, and one would uh, relate to it as my joy. My joy is uh, uh, well, bringing me elation, a sense of uh, uh, interest, and uh, then uh, a sense of uh, curiosity, etc. Maybe, or even a sense of exuberance, and one uh, then discovers that you know, this joy is not forever but rather undergoing changes then this notion of my joy uh, uh, lacks you know, a proper foundation and that too you know, might certainly lead you know, to you know, some unpleasant mental reaction now a retreatant who oh, Time and again, sees formations as ending, will in so doing discard more and more discard the so called annihilation view, namely Ucheda Deity in the Pali scriptural language. Now, when it comes to this exploration of uh, how formations end. There is much to be uh, discovered and actually experientially retreatants do spend a number of days in this area of uh, the practice. Now, it is worth investigating thoroughly because that you now the understanding that derives from this kind of an investigation will be extremely helpful you know, later on for a better understanding of you know, the true nature formations and will also strongly contribute you know, to you know, the realization of nibbana. Now. During the earlier you know, Dhamma Talks, uh, given during this uh, retreat, the emphasis was very much on you know, the five controlling faculties, and then as part of you know, that, the control, you know, the balancing of those controlling faculties, and it is in the context of mm, this, of this contemplation of you know, the. Uh, Impermanence of formations that the controlling faculties are said to be uh, very useful. Now, notes. Clear or still, one more point that needs to be mentioned. So, experiencing formations mostly as ending is said to be the peak in terms of the understanding of the dissolution of formations. So, that's the highest understanding that is available obviously within that there is certain uh, a greater depth but, not, to it now so then you can uh, see you know, the very first understanding of impermanence namely as seeing an object arising then decaying or undergoing uh, decaying or undergoing change and then uh, ending that certain early understanding of anicca and the still weak understanding. Seeing formations as rapidly arising and passing away is a more uh, matured form of, under- of the understanding of Anicca. And the most advanced form of understanding is seeing those same formations as ending. Now, not understanding the impermanence of formations, we tend to perceive formations to be permanent. And that perception then has been referred to as mitya sanya. Sanya means perception, mitya is wrongful, so a wrongful perception. And it is this very contemplation of the you know, impermanence of formations that you know, will contribute to an abandoning of this wrongful perception of formations as being permanent. So the controlling you know, faculties help you know, with you know, this. And in particular you know, their balancing. Now, If one continues to see formations as permanent, then that is tantamount to a distortion of our perception. And if our perception keeps being distorted, so on hundreds of occasions we see permanence where in reality there's impermanence, then that eventually will have an impact on uh, consciousness, will uh, then distort consciousness itself. That satna then is known as citta vipalasa in the Pali scripture language. The distortion of perception is known as uh, sanya vipalasa. And if then time, and again there's a distortion of consciousness, then that satna will. Alter our views and it will bring about a distortion of views, known in the Pali scriptural language as deity vipalasa. And then, what this means, distortion of views, is that one holds on uh, tenaciously to the view that formations are permanent when, in fact, uh, um, direct. Exploration of what's really going on uh, tells us just the opposite. So it's by carefully observing what is really going on in the body and in uh, the mind that uh, over time you know, then you know, we see impermanence rather than permanence. And ultimately, when our practice goes very deep, it could very well be that While focusing our attention on some object, it doesn't really matter which object, we see how that object undergoes changes, how that object is in a continuous process of transition. So in other words, we see change there, we see impermanence there. And while seeing impermanence or in seeing impermanence, that becomes our door to liberation. we mokka, mokka and the mind satnya then or this crossing over from mundane consciousness to supramundane consciousness takes place. So just for you to know that the very contemplation of impermanence has a tremendous potential namely to lead a person all the way to the realization of the Dhamma. this then pretty much brings us to the end of today's talk allow me to conclude by wishing me the Um, A careful investigation of uh, the true nature of formations lead you to a correct understanding. May you uh, see formations as they are, namely as impermanent and not as permanent, and uh, may this particular understanding uh, then eventually lead you to a realization of the peace of Nibbana. And this is it for now.